Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. In the middle of the seven. When is that? Come on, you did the math. Three and a half years. He will, the Antichrist, will basically say to the covenant, forget it. He's a liar. He's a great deceiver because he's run by Satan. And he, he will put an end to their sacrifice and their offerings. And on the wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Halfway through, the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel. What does Scripture tell us about the coming Antichrist and tribulation period? Today, Pastor Mark will use the book of Daniel and the experiences of Israel to teach listeners about what to expect in the last days. Throughout history, Israel has been at the center of attention, and in the end times, that will not change. During the seven-year tribulation, the Antichrist will show glimpses of greatness to deceive the multitudes and eventually show his true colors. The great hope that Christ followers have today is that we will be spared God's judgment because we've chosen Him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel with part two of his message, God's Prophetic Calendar for Israel. Now, it took 49 years to rebuild the city. This was completed in 396 BC, 49 years after the decree was gone. Uh, and, and, and Nehemiah goes and he begins this. Now, here's where the problem is. When Nehemiah went, it only took him 52 days to really kind of get it going. And it was done. Well, Pastor Mark, where's the 49 years? Well, the 52 days basically was to kind of get it started. But many years would be done, would be needed to finish all the streets and everything. Because what did it look like? Totally demolished. So the rest of that time was finishing, giving adequate housing, rebuilding the streets, doing all of that. It took all that time. That The wall, 52 days. But all the homes, the cities, everything else, the roads, it took 40 Nine years. Now, also the problem was, what did I tell you when we read this verse? Look back at the verse. In times of what? Look at the verse. In times of at the end, all of our camp, in times of trouble. So there were people that were not believers, were against the building of the temple, the streets, in the city. So they came against him. So it was a very difficult time. So it took 49 years to do all of that. Now, the next period is 434 years. That's 62 years, 62 sevens. At the end of this time, look at the verse, the anointed ruler will come. So sometime in this time, there would be an anointed ruler that will come. 
And who would that be? Jesus. Jesus' birth, what happened. And all kinds of people have opinions on these 49 plus 434 is 483. When they're completed, what does the Messiah coming mean from that verse? Some people say that the Messiah would be crucified at that time. Well, that's a good idea. Other people think that those 430, uh, 483 years were really five days before he was crucified. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, how many know the term Palm Sunday? Any remember the term? What happened on Palm Sunday? Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and for the very first time, what did he say to the Jewish people? I'm the Messiah. All the years before, he said, don't tell anybody. It's not about me now. I'm trying to minister to the people. I'm trying to get him going. I don't want him to focus on it because he knew most of the people wouldn't believe he's the Messiah because the Jewish people didn't believe that at all. So many people say it's one of those two things. We can't be dogmatic about it. We're not really after the day, but you're going to see a very important key. Now, one brilliant guy, Sir Robert Anderson, in his book, The Coming Prince, if you want to go into deepness, you can go there. And he gave an exact date. Now, those of you that don't like math, just close your eyes for a moment, and then you can open your eyes. Uh, For those of you that are kind of interested in it, it really should be for all of us. He came up with this calculation. His calculations are pages long. I'm not giving it to you. I'm giving the summary. Here's his calculation. 69 weeks of years times seven days of the week is 483 years times 360. It's the lunar days. The the Jewish people use a different calendar, lunar days, 360, and every once in a while they add another month to it, equals uh, 173,880 days. And he picks the day when that ends as a specific day on the very day that Jesus walked from history, walked that Palm Sunday road. So there's a fulfillment. Now, there's other people that have a little different formulas. We're not going to be dogmatic about it, but we know the timing is right. The timing is definitely right. Now, when you see that, for the very first time on this day, Jesus rode in Jerusalem and he offered himself as the Messiah. Publicly and officially, he was the one. Now, watch what Jesus says. This is amazing. And watch the word day. Jesus is talking to the Jewish people. If you, even you, the Jewish people, had only known, say the words with me, all the campuses, on this day, what would bring you peace? But now it is hidden from your eyes. He said, if you would have known and you would have believed that I was really the Messiah, if you would have received me as the Messiah, it would have meant peace for you. But they didn't recognize who he was. They didn't believe that he was the real Messiah. So he says, I'm the source of peace. Because you reject me, what do you reject? Peace. Jesus is known in the Bible as the Prince of Peace. When you, begin, when you become a Christian, what happens to your heart? Peace. Why? Because all your sin is removed. Now somebody's guiding your life, God. And Jesus just was saying to them, it's too late. Because he knew what was happening in the next five days. What happens four, five days, seven days? I don't have the timing in my head right now. After Palm Sunday Road, what happens? Crucifixion. Do you know what happened at the crucifixion? The same people that were going, hail you, the anointed one is here, hallelujah, this is great. 
What did they yell five to seven days later? Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Same people. How in the world does that happen? Because they didn't believe. He, was, he said, you could have had peace, but it's too late. You've missed it. You've missed the peace. Now, look at verse 26. After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off. That's just speaking of death. And will have nothing. In other words, he's not dying for himself. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end. And desolations have been decreed. Let me break that down in a very simple way. Verse 26 ends that second period. It's, it's 69 weeks. It's 483 years. There's a seven-year period left. So that ends it. The clock ends it. Now, let me show you how that works. How many have ever been at home and, and maybe you're sitting around or something and, and maybe the husband says, wow, it's only 4.30 and uh, my appointment's at, at, at 6. And uh, the wife walks in and says, what are you doing sitting here? It's going to take you a half hour to get to your phone. It's only 4.30. says, 4.30? It's quarter to six. He says, no, no, the clock says 4.30. What happened? The batteries died. How many have had that happen in your home? All right. So when the batteries died, what happens to the clock? Stop. So after these years, with seven years remaining, what happens to the prophetic clock? Stop. What period are we in? The stop period. We're in this gap. Now, it stopped for a reason. Because realistically, watch me, it'll make a lot of sense to you. When the Jewish people came first, obviously, why did God have a nation of Jewish people? Because they were to represent God as the one true God. Because all the other nations of the world, when the Jew, Abraham started the Jewish nation, God picked him, what were they worshiping? Idols. Go to, with me to India. 300 million gods. How do you do that? Not one of them can hear, answer your prayer. 300 million. So the Jewish people were to come and do what? Tell people, this is the one true God. He listens to it. He meets with us in the sanctuary. What did they do over time? They became like the pagans. They started worshiping idols. So eventually, God was very gracious to them, but eventually he says, I've had enough. And it's like putting them, if you've ever been in a railroad station, putting the Jewish nation uh, on the side track so another train could move forward. So the Jewish nation as a whole is not representing God anymore. They will in the future, but not now. So the train that goes by now is what? It's the church. You'll see that in a moment. So this time period stopped, and the church would take over. Two things would happen, as you read in this particular thing. Number one, two events. The Messiah would be cut off. In other words, toward the end of these 483 years, what would happen? The Messiah, you can see it on the overhead, would die. Christ's crucifixion. At the end of it, this is what stops it. Gabriel said that the Messiah won't be killed, basically, killed, but not for himself, but for the sake of who? Who did Jesus die for, himself or you? How many know that Jesus died for you? 
That's why you're a Christian today. He didn't die for himself. He didn't have to die. He was perfect. He who knew no sin became no sin for us. So the prediction was 490 years before that Jesus would die at the end of these 483 years. In that period, that's exactly, listen, that's exactly when he died. Now, how important is that to know that the Bible is 100% correct? That's huge. Because the Bible says, if you accept him, you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Mm, no, it's no, mm, mm, it's exact. It's going to happen. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Guaranteed, if you're from Louisiana, it's going to happen. Now, the people of the ruler, notice the verse, the people of the ruler who will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. Who are those people? Well, here's the second thing. Write it down. This is the second thing that's predicted 483 years before it happened. That Jerusalem in 70 AD would be destroyed. Well, that's exactly what happened. 35 years, Jesus made this prediction. While Jesus was here, he said to his disciples, you see the temple? And it was beautiful. It was massive. He said there won't be a stone left. 35 years or so before this happened, Jesus made the prediction. Here's a prediction 483 years before. Now, what happened is Titus came in. Titus was the head of the Roman army. So the Romans took over Jerusalem, killed millions of Jews, destroyed the temple. So understand, the ruler that will come is reference to the coming Antichrist uh, who will arise out of the same army that destroyed it. The army is Roman. It's the revived Roman Empire. The Antichrist during those seven years will be that one that comes. He will be rise out of the Roman Empire. That will start the seven-year period that's left. Now, notice the last part of that verse. Look at verse 26. All of us, war will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. And so it says, until the end of the tribulation, Israel is always going to be somehow in war. The Jewish people, it's just going to happen. Right up to the end, they'll be involved in fighting, persecution, and death. It's just given. And that's been true to our time right now. So here's the last period. We've had a period of notice as you've gone through this. Very simple. All the way through as you've gone through. Here, here we come to the last one. What is the last one? Period number three. It's seven years. Now take a look at this timeline. Where are we today? When, when Jesus came and the Jews were put on the side, the clock stopped. It's the church age. You'll hear what we're supposed to do. This is the church. So this is the time of the period we're at right now. We're in the present church age. Now, when, when that started, uh, God said, well, I still need people to witness that there's one true God and there is a Savior that could come. Who did he give that to? To us. Now, when the church was started on Pentecost, how many churches were there? Were there Presbyterian and Methodist and Baptist and Catholic? How many churches were there? There's just one church. And their whole goal was to what? Present to a pagan world that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Your sins can be forgiven. There's only one true God. Same message. Jews put on hold. Gentiles have it. By the way, if you're here, you're part of the church. Church isn't a building. Church is people. So that starts. Now, what's going to happen? There's one day. The trumpet will sound. And if you're living in a second, you're going to heaven and you're getting a new earthly body. I'll take that right now. Hallelujah. You're going right to heaven. 
And why are we going to heaven? Because after the Christians are gone, what happens? Now, how many years did I say was left? Seven, good. I'll say it again. See, more of you at the other campus can shout out. How many years that are left? Come on. Seven. Okay, let's see if you're doing any good. Seven divided by two. Well, that was less than the seven shout. Come on. Three divided by two. Okay. How many? Three and a half. The tribulation is how many years? Seven actual years. It's divided into? Two equal parts, three and a half, three and a half. Now, are the Christians here during the tribulation? No, because we're what? Woo! Caught up. We go into heaven. Can I hear an amen? amen. How many like the rapture to happen right now? You just leave it. You say, Pastor Mark, didn't finish this sermon. I wouldn't have to hear it anymore. I'd like it right now. <laughs> oh, shut up. Be quiet. I'm doing my best. Now, many times we think, God, just let's have the rapture right now, would you? I'm going to ask you a question. What if the rapture happened 15 years ago? How many of you go out of campuses in Vieira and Sebastian in Melbourne? How many of you weren't a Christian 15 years ago? Let me see. You were not a Christian. Look around you. Are you glad that the rapture didn't come 15 years ago? Hallelujah. So see, God has a timing. We don't know what it is. So here comes, here comes. And this, this tribulation is going to last all uh, seven years, and I'll explain this as we move through. The be- first three and a half years are going to be really pretty good. What happens during the first three and a half years, just p- picture this in your mind. The Antichrist comes. He promises peace for the whole world. Nobody can do that, but he'll be able to do it. And to the Jews, he will allow them to rebuild the temple on the Temple Mount. So the Antichrist will allow that to happen. And then you're going to see in the middle of this, something happens. It's horrible. It's called the desecration of the temple. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. And then at the end of this, who comes back? Look down at the bottom. Jesus comes back to this earth to set up what? His kingdom on earth for how many years? Millennial means a thousand. All right, let's see if you get this. This is not a math question. This is a definition question. Millennium equals a thousand years. So how long will the millennium be? A thousand years. And where will that be? On this earth. It'll be like Garden of Eden, paradise. At the end of that, there's a final judgment when Satan, I mean, when devil is finally destroyed and put in the lake of fire. And then what's the last word? Eternity. How long is that? Mm. We don't even understand that at all. I have trouble with 173,000 myself. So at, at that, this is the picture of what's happening, the return of Christ and all that. So where are we this morning? Let's see if you're right. Where are we? We're in the church age. Who's responsible to take the gospel to the world? The church. You and me. Exactly. Now, we'll take that down. Did that help a little bit? Hopefully. Okay. Now, look at verse 27. He, the Antichrist, will confirm with many, talking about the Jewish people, with many for one seven. So the Antichrist does what? After the rapture and the Christians are gone, he makes a a, a, a covenant. And he says to the Jewish people, I'll protect you for the next seven years. You'll be fine. I'll allow you to build the temple. You can worship again. You can do all of this. It's going to be great. And then what we see that's very interesting, as he's making that specific thing to the Israel, he's promising during the, and the people don't know, the Jewish people don't know, it's really only going to last half of the covenant. But they don't know that. They're taken back. They think in their minds, somebody's going to allow us to build the, the, the temple, and it's going to actually happen. 
They're, they're ready to build it now, but they don't have the rights to do it. They've got all the equipment. When you go to Israel, we go to this crazy place, and they have all the equipment. They have all, exactly as it was in the Old Testament. They have all these things built. They're ready, but they can't do it yet because the Antichrist hasn't come. Now, the Antichrist is going to come because the world's looking for a man of peace. He's going to appear as a man of peace, but he's not. You already heard all that. Now, these Jews will then say, wow, maybe this is the Messiah. And so they're going to sign the treaty. But during the tribulation, as we head to the middle of it, look what happens. Now, this is Jesus speaking while he's on earth. We're not even, we're 2,000 years from that time. Watch what Jesus says. So you, when you see standing in the holy place, what's the holy place? It's going to be the temple, the new Jewish temple. Jesus says this. Here's a warning. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation... What does that mean? I wrote for you in the bottom. Abomination causes desolation. It's the dedication of God's temple in Jerusalem. Now, look at how he finishes that verse. Spoken of through the prophet Daniel. Did Jesus believe that Daniel, the book of Daniel, was biblical? 100%. He just put his stamp on it. But notice what he says. The Jewish people have this. The book of Daniel. He said, let the reader Understand. See, if the Jewish people today would go back and look, they would see that Jesus gave a warning that this that is going to happen in that seven years isn't really going to happen for seven years. There's going to be a problem. So when he calls that, he says, there's going to be something happen. You're going to, you're going to be allowed to worship. You're going to be allowed to have new sacrifices. You're going to think this is it. It's fantastic. But look at the end of verse 7, 27. In the middle of the seven. When is that? Come on, you did the math. Three and a half years. He will, the Antichrist, will basically say to the covenant, forget it. He's a liar. He's a great deceiver because he's run by Satan. And he, he will put an end to their sacrifice and their offerings. And on the wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Halfway through, the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel. This begins the great tribulation. And the Antichrist will step in and say to the Jewish people, I'm not allowing you to offer sacrifices and worship to your God. And he sets up in the sanctuary, the Jewish sanctuary, his idol. Now, one of the Ten Commandments says, have no other God before you. The Jews know that by heart. He sets up his idol and he says to all the people, not just the Jewish people, but all the people during the tribulation, you will bow down and worship me. And the Jewish people go, "Uh uh-oh, we've been wrong again. Daniel was given an exciting vision as God revealed to him that he was not yet finished with the Jews and good things were coming in the future. Today, Pastor Mark taught us of the six things that would be completed regarding Israel and how the Lord led Israel even when they failed to follow Him. How many times in your life has God taken care of you even when you failed to follow Him? Trust that He always knows what's best. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. What are the three greatest priorities in life? And how can our knowledge of the coming end times help dictate those priorities? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to live out the Great Commission as we are empowered by God to do so. This world is coming to an end and we must not cease our work for the kingdom. The Lord wants to use you to impact every life you come in contact with. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurry